0: Bye. Everybody, welcome back to episode two, week two of the 288 football podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal Lee Quincy.
1: I knew you were gonna do that. You're just used to saying episode whatever number. So I was like, he's definitely gonna say it and you said it. Well, it's I mean it's it's true though. I mean you we you use that opening what a hundred and sixty-eight times? So yeah. Repetition. <laughs> yeah. Repetition is a motherfucker sometimes. How you doing, man?
0: I'm good. I'm good.
1: Mm-hmm. Good.
0: Good. Looking forward to the next you know, the next weekend of football. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you know, kind of talk about what happened just a few days ago.
1: Yes, yes. Um, I'm so I'm being crowded over here. We ordered Chick Fil A for dinner tonight. Oh, nice! And I'm the only one in the living room. I chased everyone out so I can record. And so all the animals are crowding me for my sandwich right now. <laughs> I got the sandwich, the frozen lemonade, the mac and cheese. The dog is looking at me, just begging, tears in his eyes. Father, please, a morsel.
0: I don't know. Mm. It's it's a uh, it's tough to spare. Mm. Very much even so. even the, the smallest of morsels.
1: Yes, yeah, so I got this spicy chicken sandwich. You're just out of luck, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. All right, so back to the football. <sighs> Last week, the Texans lose. Which, up.
0: ironically, hmm? you're eating you're eating food from a restaurant that's not open on Sundays,
1: <laughs> and yeah. we're here to talk
0: about the biggest thing that occupies Sundays rivaling that with religion.
1: Uh Church. Some, mm, some parts of the country are surpassed. But anyway, last Made week the Texans yeah, <laughs> last yeah. week the Texans were defeated by the Cleveland Browns 31 to 21. Uh, like I always ask you what how much of the game did you see?
0: So the first half. Mm-hmm. And then I got caught up with stuff that, that just popped up. But um, life be life and Yeah, yeah. But I got, you know, I was up in time to watch the first half, and uh, it was funny. Like, um, the first couple of play, the first drive, mm-hmm. like, was incredible. I mean, the defense was just solid. But then I started thinking about uh, our the last time we talked, and, and you mentioned how this team may not, the Texans, the Texans may not be a very good team this year, but they'll be, um, I believe you said they will be uh, prepared. Right, right. Very, um, you know, professional and, and not make a whole lot of mistakes. <laughs> the first play of the game, there was a penalty, and I go, oh, God, DeQuincy's <laughs> theory is out the window. <laughs> I,
1: I said competent. I didn't say perfect. Right, right. No, of course. And then... Um, There's a reason why this team's over-under was like four and a half. <laughs> right.
0: And then... The rest of the drive was was incredible. I mean, mm-hmm. they the defense stopped him uh, three and out on a uh, and a long you know a long fourth down to punt, and then to add on to the, antith- the antithesis of your of your declaration, they punt the ball and the, the punt returner fumbles the ball and hits him in the chest. I'm like, oh my god, the Quincy, what are you talking about? <laughs> But then it's, I was like,
1: "It's like I cursed them." Sometimes that happens.
0: I said, "Stop, stop saying things." <laughs> but um, and it was it was very frustrating to watch. Um, but then they, you know, they they bounced back. They they got it together for the second drive, mm-hmm. um, and I believe they took the lead to start the game, or may no maybe Cle- Cleveland might have taken the lead at first. But um, look, it was a competitive first half, you know. Overall, uh, Tyrod Taylor looked good. Um, the defense was strong. They intercepted Baker, I think, what, twice in the first half? Or at least yeah. once.
1: Once. He only had one interception.
0: And that interception, I mean, he almost got knocked out of the game. I mean, when he tried to he tried to make the tackle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe he got a separated shoulder.
0: Mm-hmm. So they popped it back in right there?
1: let me see. I'm trying to see. I don't know. It, doesn't, it just said, I'm reading the story right now. It just says he separated his shoulder. Oh, okay. Oh, here it came. Yeah, it must have been after that hit.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, mm. his his arm was dangling. And I was like, oh, my God. I, and I was like, he separated his shoulder. But um, I'm surprised that they let players come back into the game from that. Like, I always assumed that, like, nowadays they would have said, well, if you separate your shoulder, like, we're not going to let you pop it back in and let you come back into the game. I, I would have – just the way that the rules have changed and the way they, they – uh,
1: You say the uh, rules change, whatever. This is still football, baby.
0: I understand. Is that your the,
1: throwing arm? No. Nope. Pop that sucker back in. We got another half to go. Come on. This is true, but I was –
0: I was actually very surprised. I figured, you know, with concussion tents and – You know protocols and all these buzzwords, these very technical medical terms that they use. I would have, I really would have thought that um, a separated shoulder would have would have meant, you know, um, uh, not coming back to the game. But you know, to my surprise, he came back, and uh, it.
1: um, Well, how else are you going to get the courageous story about how you came back and you shuffled off injury and you led your (laughs) team. Even though it's that was not remotely true. That's the first thing against me. And Mayfield shakes off entry, leads Brown past Texas. And it's like mm-hmm. if you watch that game, Baker Mayfield was there, but it was the Cleveland running game that did most of the damage. In fact, I got the stats right here, man. Cleveland running game. Nick Chubb, 11 carries for 95 yards and mm-hmm. one touchdown. Kareem Hunt. 13 carries, 51 yards total for both running backs, six yards, a carry. Mm.
0: Yeah. You know, I was uh, once, once I saw him come back into the game Mm -hmm. immediately, I said, they're going to run the ball the rest of the way. I mean, basically it's, they're going to be pounding the the run because, you know, whether he should be in that game or not, there's an injury to a shoulder throwing shoulder or not there's still an injury he's going through. He's probably not going to throw the ball a whole lot more. And uh, it looks it doesn't look like he did because at the time I think he was 9 for 10 with that interception and then he finished the game 19 for 21. So obviously he didn't throw a whole lot of passes in the second half and uh definitely relied on the run.
1: Well yeah, he really didn't need to throw anything. I mean, the Texans running game, run defense could not stop the running back for anything.
0: Yeah, that's uh I mean considering we intercepted from a really good, you know, solid quarterback, uh, uh, you know, one of the bases of the of the NFL, um for this defense to get a, a an interception on him, I mean that's that's big and and eh, that's something that I
1: don't you know, know about. I think his Q rating is is higher than his quarterback rating. Like he's getting the commercials and he'll get the star treatment, but right. Is but- Baker Mayfield a top 10 quarterback in the league?
0: That's a good question. I guess I'm more just, you know, in awe of the hype that you know that we would be able to pick off a guy that has so much hype surrounding him and around mm-hmm. that team. Um, but that is a good question. I don't know if he's top ten. Um, so right away, and then you know when you've got guys like Nick Chubb and a Kareem Hunt and this run defense that you know that you mentioned, I mean, it's it's a recipe for disaster, and, and it showed.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm looking up, trying to find something. Just a quarterback ranking. Oh, uh, yes, I'm using the ad blocker. Leave me alone. Damn it. Yes, pause on this site one time. Uh-oh, somebody's at the door. All right, King. run. One second. So talk about Baker Mayfield. Would you rather have – I'm looking at a list for top 14 quarterbacks coming into the league – into the season. All right, would you rather have Baker Mayfield or Patrick Mahomes?
0: Mahomes, of course. All right.
1: Mayfield or Aaron Rodgers?
0: Uh, Rodgers.
1: Mayfield or Russell Wilson? Russ. Mayfield, Tom Brady? Damn.
0: Brady, yeah.
1: Mayfield, Jared, or Jared Allen? Josh Allen from jo- the Bills? Yeah, Josh Allen. My bad. Ooh.
0: Ah, uh, Man, I guess, well, see, now we're getting, now I'm thinking a little more. I guess, I guess Josh Allen,
1: yeah. Mayfield or Lamar Jackson? Lamar. Mayfield or Dak Prescott?
0: Um, Dak,
1: I agree. I agree with everything you say so far. Mayfield or Kyle Murray? Murray, yeah. Mayfield or Matt Stafford?
0: Huh, I might say Stafford. I
1: mean, uh, uh, Mayfield. Maybe I'm probably still going. That's that's a close one. I'm, mm, I think, going Stafford, Mayfield or Justin Herbert.
0: Um, Mayfield only because I haven't seen enough of
1: Justin Herbert. Right, I'm going Herbert. Uh, I'm going as list number 11, Mayfield or Mayfield? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so top, top, top ten. Yeah, Mayfield, or Ryan Tannehill, Mayfield, Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Mayfield, Mayfield, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. All right, so you've got them around, I would say, the 10 to 12 range. Mm-hmm yeah that's my he is uh, for me i think he, he just gets more pl- publicity than he deserves like don't get me wrong he's a good quarterback mm-hmm. but he's not like the second coming of uh tom Brady or anything like that no
0: no I, I wouldn't i wouldn't think that at all i've never would have thought that mm-hmm. yeah. god bless him for <laughs> you know making it happen and getting all these endorsements and stuff i don't hold that against
1: him. Yeah, but he's a guy who, like, he can he can make plays with his legs, make play with, with his arms. But I think the Cleveland Browns will go further, relying on that running game and that defense, than they will relying on Baker Mayfield to throw the ball forty times a game. Right. Like he's he's better than just a game manager, but he's not like one of the top. Four or five guys, someone like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, guys who can just take over the game. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. They can Cleveland like can definitely win it all with the team they have right now. And you hope so because you picked them. (laughs) (laughs) But and I guess if it's
0: if it's at the the end of the game and it's close, I guess I'm not thinking he's gonna make a incredible touchdown pass. I actually envision him. Scrambling and mm-hmm. making something out of nothing and, and running it in for a touchdown.
1: Yeah. But if there's, if I told you there's a quarterback that's going to make a play scrambling and throwing the ball at the end of the game, am I talking about Baker Mayfield or Kyle Murray? Because I've seen Murray make that. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, obviously,
1: Murray, I mean, it's, it's happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I made a commercial about it.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, whew. I'm sorry, I completely interrupt you with this top ten talk. So that's no, okay,
0: but we—I we, I mean, we were mostly talking about the defense, or that's kind of what I was getting at. It was like the defense—it um, seemed like you know the secondary was was ready to to handle to take on on Baker's arm, um, getting that interception so early, um, and then just not having any answers for the run game, which a whole lot of teams don't have an answer. Um and so you know that was uh that was ex- you know exciting to, to watch that you know we might have a chance if but he got hurt and that kind of changed the game plan, which rightly so. I mean, one he's hurt, two, the run game is better than the past game today at least. Um, so you have to you have to do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So um but it was encouraging it was encouraging to see early on at least the secondary uh, not afraid of of uh, a top 12
1: quarterback even yeah <laughs> all right so you already brought up injured quarterback. so let's talk about it
0: it happened in the touchdown right
1: yeah Ta- um, Talk about Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. pulled his let me make sure i get this is left hamstring during that second quarter touchdown run um he's oh go ahead
0: yeah because at first at first i'm watching it and he's running gingerly and i think oh he's he's trying to stay in bounds because the announcers were like oh it's a they were surprised even like oh it's a touchdown and like the referee kind of was slow to to signal a touchdown um he wasn't animated at all
1: yeah i thought like, when I saw it, I thought that he had stepped out of bounds and he knew it. That's why he didn't have any reaction when he got in the end zone. Right. And then you rewatch is like, no, he, he was clearly inbounds all the way. And so then
0: after that, I'm like, oh, he, he looked gingerly. He looked like mm-hmm. he was running gingerly. And there it is. And then I leave at halftime. I come back and there's some new guy, behind, you know, in the quarterback spot. And I'm like, he got hurt. And then later, like, Who's right, this after the hockey? Right? right after the touchdown, you see him on the bike. They, they they, go to him on, you know, the camera shows him and he's on the stationary bike. And I'm thinking, oh, you know what? He he, something looked doesn't didn't look right. Mm-hmm. And um, because it's too early in the game to try to say to, to try stay warm, warm, you know, to stay warm like that.
1: You know, I've been calling this man David Mills. His name is Davis Mills. (laughs) My my apologies. So, Tuesday afternoon, Tyrod was placed on the IR, which means he's going to miss a minimum of three games. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's kind of like the baseball IL now. It's no longer where you get put in the IR and you're out for the entire season. Right. And interesting and kind of – Sad fact about Tyrod Taylor's career. This is the third time that he's been replaced by a rookie because of injury.
0: I saw that too.
1: 2018. It happened while he was on the Cleveland Browns. He uh, suffered a concussion, went out, and they put in Baker Mayfield. Last year with the LA Chargers, the craziest injury that I've ever seen. His lung was punctured by the team doctor. Mm-hmm. And he was out, and that opened the door for Justin Herbert. It was like I, I read the story about him. He's like, oh, it's all, it's okay, it's all good. I've been like, motherfucker, I'm suing for everything. I yeah. will be the new owner of the Chargers. But he's a better man than me. And then we have what happened last night. He, um, I'm sorry, what happened on Sunday? And we'll see Davis Mills taking over quarterback. Um, Before we look ahead, yeah.
0: Um, because like I said, I, I missed the second half. How did did Davis look? Uh, I don't know if you saw any of the second half.
1: <laughs> he looked like a guy, a rookie who shouldn't have been out there. Who, like, when you're a backup, you know the plays and everything, but still, it's a different. You don't get the reps, right, with the first team. And so, when he basically when he was out there, the it became. The Texans became the mirror image of the Browns he became more run centric
0: mm-hmm. because
1: you know he hasn't had time to play with with the with the ones, and you could tell watch him there are passes that were off the mark, they were behind receivers, and he threw one interception. but as the game went on, he did look better.
0: okay, so there's something potentially there.
1: I mean, uh, Defied. What do you think potentially? Mm. Like he, they have this game Thursday against the Carolina Panthers. Like, what what realistic stat line could you see that's realistic to you? Because the Carolina Panthers they have a very good defense. They mm-hmm. their line has been great. They're I believe either first or second in sacks right now. So and
0: didn't what's um, once uh, how what's the what's our left tackle?
1: Um, Larry Metunzel.
0: Yes, what's his status? Because he got hurt
1: Ooh, during the game. I will look it up while you continue speaking. Um, my my
0: hope is that like he's not going to be historically bad on a short week, um, you know, throwing like you know four interceptions or something like that, you know. Two pick sixes and, and four, interception, four interceptions overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anything better than that is, is a win, especially if this defense is as good as you say it is. And the question mark um, that is Laramie Tunzel.
1: Funny thing. I like when I Google his name, the first thing that comes up is Tunzel Gas Mask.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound promising. Uh, I just hope that it would be, but yeah. I, I don't know because, again, it, you know, this is this is a rough time to be a rookie quarterback stepping in for an injured player on a short week. You know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I don't see anything. I Google his name, I don't see anything, so I don't think it's going to be any kind of major injury. Okay. Um, and before we move off, I want to give props to the Texans offensive line. I mean, we no, not just us on this podcast, but also the City Houston have basically dogged out the offensive line for their play. When Deshaun Watson was quarterback, just basically not be able to keep him upright, sack after sack, hit after hit. But mm-hmm. last Sunday's game, they played great. Uh, these this right here, this is the stats for both for the, the combined stats for Clowney and Garrett. You ready? Mm-hmm. The entire game, all four quarters. They combined for seven tackles, one tackle for a loss, two quarterback hits, and zero sacks.
0: And those two are, or at least, you know, at least Miles Garrett. I mean, that's a terrifying guy.
1: Yeah. Miles Garrett is one of the best uh, defensive linemen in the game. And Mm -hmm. Clowney, even though he's never lived up to his potential, he's still one of the the greatest freak athletes that we've ever seen.
0: Mm -hmm. Just hasn't lived up to that potential Mm -hmm.
1: necessarily. Yeah. And to basically hold them down and, no sacks were surrendered. Only two QB hits. That's a fantastic job by the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So you know, golf clap. <laughs> so, I just want to make sure I get that, because we've dog shit the that line for years, it's
0: always so, been an issue. Yeah, and,
1: going back to the David Carr days. <laughs>
0: right. yeah. Um. So then, if, if if the offensive line is strong enough this week to to protect this kid um what 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 do you think I mean you saw the guy play. what are your expectations for him uh on the, given the
1: short week? Um, simple hello game manager mm-hmm. and I hope all the running backs are nice and uh, rested because they're about to get a workout <laughs> Brandon Ingram, Philip uh, Lindsay, who's the other guy I'm missing. Uh, David Johnson, mm-hmm. them, it's going to be a three man uh, running back crew on this Thursday night. <laughs> like, if Davis Mills was a superstar, he wouldn't have been drafted in the third round. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. So, and especially with it being a, a short week, I can see like small packages, they're probably going to do more play action. You know, because they're going to rely on the run so much, so they might have a couple of shots downfield. But if this game – if um, Davis Mills has to carry this game, then the um, Panthers are going to win in a romp. It's not mm. even going to be close. Jeez. I think – Vegas has the Panthers as an eight-point favorite. Dang. Yeah. Yep.
0: Over-under is 43. What does that mean?
1: Uh for the team, the combined score has to be over 43. Over okay. under 43. What is it? 43 exactly? Mm-hmm. It should be like 43 and a half or something.
0: Yeah, that's weird. It, 43 and then There's like five other games, six six other games that have a whole number over-unders.
1: Huh. That's usually you usually get the half point because, you know, Vegas doesn't want you to push. <laughs> they want you to lose because they got these buildings to build. Um, how are you feeling about the game on Thursday? I mean, it's a short week. Um,
0: Like it's tough on, it's tough on both teams. Mm -hmm. I think Carolina overall has a better team that's going to be prepared, you know, um, that's more equipped for it. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is an older team as well. The Texans are an older team. So those extra days would, would, usually be very beneficial and they're not going to be um, they're not going to be afforded that luxury so you know it might it might benefit for week three or for uh, week four, four yeah. you know with those extra days off you know for next week but for this week I don't know it doesn't um, an aging team a team that's not very good to begin with um I mean, by all accounts, you should probably put your money on on the Panthers. Um,
1: yeah, and even if the Texans fail to cover, they'll still um, continue my my. Um, they'll still continue to be fighting, and they'll. Um, what's what I'm looking for? My prediction of them being within two scores will be correct. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, but we'll know. Well, tonight, where I put this out, put it on Thursday. We'll know. But I always think Thursday night football is always an advantage for the home team because, you know, the away team, no matter what, you have to travel on a a, a, uh, compressed schedule.
0: Right. But the Panthers were at home. So it's
1: like they, I mean, they still got fly from Carolina to Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like you you have luxury, and, you know, the charter planes and the good jets and everything, but still, it's a um, it's not something you want to do on a, on three days if you don't have to. Right.
0: Okay. So I guess they're thankful to be getting it out of the way early this year. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. see anything else in Texans?
0: no i think that just about covers it um well okay so Mm -hmm. given this latest development that tyrod taylor's out Mm -hmm. what are the odds i mean how slim are the odds that watson would suit up
1: oh all right let's talk about the sean watson um because I was listening to uh, Bo Jones podcast, he was talking about how no one's really t- telling or explaining why they're holding Deshaun Watson off. They're just saying, "Oh, it's football. It's non-football injury." Mm-hmm. As like, well, the obvious reason is you don't want go him to go out there with all those, you know, those twenty-two accusations over his head. Right. And he's also like, if you're trying to trade him, the last thing you want to do is to send him out there and he gets hurt. And it just completely kills his trade value.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I mean, he's really the only... I mean, he could make that game much more interesting alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he could
1: make it a winnable game. Right. Like, if Deshaun Watson was the starting quarterback, that um that line will move from Carolina minus eight to probably Houston by, th- you know, minus three. Mm-hmm. He's that good of a quarterback. And the Texans are, I'm not, of course, we're not going to say they're greater thing, but they're better than most people expected coming in. I mean, they won the first game and they held tough with Cleveland until Tyrod went out. Mm-hmm. Oh, which reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you. It's like, so watching that game, the um the Texans were like a two touchdown underdog going into that Cleveland game, and seeing them hold up with Cleveland going into halftime, does that make you feel like the Texans are better than you originally thought, or are the Cleveland Browns not as good?
0: Um, I think they're better than I have to say that because I picked Cleveland to go to the Super Bowl, but honestly, um. I think they're better than I expected because I'm looking at I was looking at tech at the Texans going into it as you know man or God you know God forbid a, a historically bad team you know two and fourteen something like that but mm-hmm. um, the way they played on last or two weeks ago uh, and the way they held their own at least for the first half this past weekend seems like they are better than we expected and I mean. <laughs> Technically, you're still – well, no, they're tied for the lead in the division technically. Yes, <laughs> because the
1: goddamn Seahawks can't take care of business at home. <laughs>
0: right. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's still early enough where you look at the division overall, and it's technically still a winnable division, just the way that everybody's been playing so far. I'm not saying – I mean, that's not my over – you're the overreaction guy, but I'm just saying that –
1: The only thing I believe about the Texans right now is that they'll finish with a better record than Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, I think that's perfectly valid.
1: Oh, Speaking of Jacksonville, did you see um, Urban Meyer's uh, quote today? No. He basically talked about uh, preparing for the NFL, and uh, his quote was – every team is like Alabama. And I'm like, Oh boy, that guy's not long for this.
0: Isn't it funny that we talked about, we, t- you talked about urban wire leaving mm-hmm. the Jack, the Jaguars
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the very next day. That's all anybody was talking about.
1: <laughs> uh, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking any, um, what's wrong I'm not taking any um, credit for that. Cause I saw that um before the football game people were worried about because he's such an intense dude and you cannot be that intense about a- NFL for long as as a head coach because it'll take you out. And he's already been he's already had that problem before mm-hmm. in the college. And this got be like 10 times worse than NFL right now. We're like I don't want to wish ill on anybody, but we might be watching a game, and all of a sudden, I'm like we, we got to take you to Jacksonville, where Coach Ebermire Meyer just fell out. <laughs> like it just doesn't seem like between his es- his health issues and his high strongness, it doesn't seem like he's long for the NFL. Now, like I could be wrong, and you know, this time three four years from Now he'll still be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to work out.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, quickly, I you know we talked about last week. I, mm-hmm. I said he would at least at least finish out this season, uh, but who knows?
1: Who knows?
0: Who knows at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, back to, to Watson for a sec.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like you said, he, he could make it a winnable game. I think it'd be a very interesting game with him. Um, while, yeah, you're taking, a, you know, you're erring on the side of caution and not risking an injury. But uh, at the same time, you know, even before all this happened, he'd already made it clear he didn't want to play. Mm-hmm. So we're, he was looking at a at probably a holdout, anyways. So he probably wouldn't have been available regardless. And. I think, you know, if, if you find a way to somehow some somewhat reconcile with him and at least convince him to suit up, um, and you did decide to play him just for the hell of it. I think the best time to play him would be at home because he's at the, you know, with the home crowd, hopefully they will be, they'll go easy on him and, and, um, well, I mean, they, they should hope. Boo him, actually, if, if <laughs> these things are true. But you, you know, coming from the looking at it from the the team's mm-hmm. a- angle, like you would hope that the fans would uh, would go easy on him. I mean, if if you go anywhere else, he's going to get booed for what he's being accused of, obviously. And um, so it would be interesting to see if they would take that risk of playing him at home at least, at least. and then. Boom, all of a sudden those games, those home games are that much more winnable.
1: Yeah, but it's one you can't just play him at home. Right. You know, you gotta play him if if you were to play him at all, he has to go on the road sometime and you know, face the crowd. Mm -hmm. I just don't like neither, I don't think even him or the team wants him there in the Texans uniform. To be honest with you, he doesn't sure. want to play for this organization, this franchise anymore. And I think the Texans just want to get the best draft value they can out of him. Mm-hmm. And you know, of if course. he go, he goes out there and he he can go out there and ball, which would be great for the fans. But as a franchise, it's like, oh man, that this team. This team can't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going out there and you're winning, you're making our draft position worse. And then, you know, there's the always a chance of the injury. You get hit the wrong way. You're out. Your back goes out. We just saw with uh, Taylor, you know, you come up lame on a run, which is something Deshaun loves to do. And you know, then it just it tanks your draft value. Then you're stuck with this team until the offseason. Mm-hmm. And you know he's a year older and a, uh, a lot more expensive with that contract. I let me let me ask you because I really don't have an answer. to This do you think he gets traded before the end of the year?
0: I don't. I don't. I don't see anybody taking that chance on him right now. Um, just because everything is so un, uncertain. Mm-hmm. With, with the investigation, with um, the lawsuits, really. I mean, they haven't even gone to trial, I don't think. But mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's trading for him this season.
1: Yeah, I just...
0: Especially yeah. if... Uh, especially with the one extra game. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're taking a big risk. You're taking a huge risk if, if you try and trade for him
1: this year. Yeah, I'm just thinking like imagine you try to trade you you're a team like let's say you're the dolphins, you trade for him, you bring him in, you take all the hits from the media and you know fans and such and then you get ready to play him and the NFL drops an eight game suspension on. Him. Right. I was like you went through all that like for basically nothing. Mm-hmm. So, man, I'm I'm, I, I'm with you. I don't think he gets traded or move into this whole situation. Plays out whether you know he's suspended by the NFL or the FBI steps in and he has to go, you know, go go to pokey for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything happens with Deshaun Watson trade-wise until that whole situation gets uh, rectified. Yeah. And It doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon, no matter how much fans wanted it to. Mm-hmm. All right. So you got your top hat? I'm ready. You got your monocle? Let's do it. It's time to go to the overreaction theater. All right, we only have three this week. So, are you, you ready? I'm ready. So, the first one came up uh, because I was on Twitter during the Texas game when um Tyra Taylor got hurt, and people were just throwing away, just you know, tossing out. Cam Newton, why the Texans need to go get Cam Newton, Cam Mm -hmm. Newton suit up, let's get ready, Cam Newton this, that, and the third. And they were doing the same thing with um, Washington last week. And, you know, just hearing all the news made me think about uh, this old reaction. You ready? Yes. Cam Newton will not sign with the team this season. He will be a free agent. All of 2021,
0: 2022. Not
1: sign. With Nobody will sign it. Um. My reasoning. Teens. Mm-hmm. Teams. Oh, let me reread it. No team will bring in a player who is not vaccinated.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And from all reports, Cam Newton just refuses to get vaccinated.
0: Uh, no sorry no i i agree
1: you agree i expected more no, so I,
0: <laughs> look i was in the camp i texted you a few weeks ago like let's go get Cam. You. and you're like mm-hmm. no it's just not going to happen and that was that was even before all the the covid talk or the you know the vaccine talk
1: um, That was before you know tyra got hurt mm-hmm. yeah it just makes no sense like if you're like If you're a team, the only reason that you won't get rid, you won't um, cut an unvaccinated player is because of the union. You just don't want to deal with that headache fighting them Mm -hmm. unless you're Urban Myers, dumbass, and you just say it out loud because you forget they have a union. But if the guy's already, if the guy's not on your team already and he's unvaccinated, why would you bring him in? Right. On the all chance, like, so he gets COVID and then he's out for a week, two weeks.
0: And in his case, again.
1: Yeah. And we saw last year, thank you for reminding me, there was a distinct drop off when he came back from after having COVID. Mm -hmm. It was night and day. When he, before he got sick, he was playing like an MVP. When he came back, he was playing like a scrub.
0: He forced him to uh, draft a quarterback
1: in the first (laughs) round. Yeah. I had to go get Mac Jones. He was so bad when he came back, and he's one of those guys who absolutely refuses to get vaccinated. That's his personal choice, which is stupid as hell. You, everybody should go get vaccinated whenever they can, but that choice is is the thing that's going to keep him a free agent. Nobody's going to bother that work. with Yeah,
0: that. no, I. I... I hate to tell you, I don't think that's an overreaction. <laughs> oh, but I'll, I I'll
1: feel like it. that's an overreaction online. I'll treat it as such. Uh, no, just give. Okay, like normal, one through ten. Tell me how you feel. And then what are the?
0: What is the scale again? One
1: is uh, one. You you don't believe any part of it is possible. Ten, you 100 percent agree.
0: Ten. Yeah, 100 ten
1: maybe that's just an overreaction on social media because i've seen i just see people talk about oh why isn't cam Newton on the team he's still one of the best players around like i can tell you why the motherfucker refuses to get the shot Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna want to bother with that hell we see in regular jobs nobody wants to bother with that right
0: Uh. yeah uh, you know if that wasn't the issue i think major overreaction and I'd call it a one, but, um, just that alone, that alone is, uh, you know, it's a 10 it's, I completely agree. It's not something that anybody, anybody wants to deal with. Um, and, uh, you know, you're taking a chance of it affecting the entire locker room.
1: Moving on to number two. Have you been watching Monday Night Football?
0: uh, Some of it. I haven't seen full games yet, but I've been trying to keep up.
1: All right. So you have not been watching Monday Night Football all the time on the regular ESPN. Have you been watching any of it on ESPN2? No. Okay. So on ESPN2, Monday nights, they're having – Eli and Peyton Manning do, uh, basically talk of the games. Mm-hmm. They're, they're telecasting the game. Um, they're breaking down plays. More Peyton and Eli, but you know, um, they're also getting people to call in. Um, last week it was, who called it? Uh, There's a couple people call in. I remember was uh, I remember the most of Gronk, he called mm-hmm. in and talked to them both and was talking about how he, he doesn't watch film, which... <laughs> I'm not remotely surprised with that meathead. And um, our boy uh Pat McAfee was on there as well. And um, mm-hmm. whatever ESPN is paying him, it is not enough. That guy is always a delight. Um, it was great because he was he's watching the game, and you could you could tell he had bet, bet on the game because he was really <laughs> getting nervous about the numbers, right? Um, uh, so. It's been, a gr- it's been a great telecast, um, so that's where I get this overreaction from. The Peyton and Eli telecast of Monday Night Football should be the, the main feed. That should be on ESPN, and then the regular old feed should be on ESPN, too. Wow. But it's just so entertaining when you get ex-players. there. It's like Romo. Remember Romo? first mm-hmm. got in the booth and he was like calling out the plays before they happened. He's breaking it down the game. Just like. He almost got $10 million a year for that. Yeah. And he, he's great at it. He's been, he's yeah. been a godsend for CBS. Eli and Peyton can do the same thing and they have been doing it. They're great. Their interviews that they've had with, um, with play, former players they've had, like, they had the guys in the name. They also had Ray Lewis call in, um, mm-hmm. Brett Favre was on the telecast. Um, like they have a wealth of knowledge, both of them, and they know everybody. So anybody can just pop in for a couple plays and they can talk the games. Like hearing Eli and Peyton talk to Ray Lewis about defense and what he sees, and like the back and forth they had while they were on the field together, mm-hmm. it's it's marvelous.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I, yeah. I I need to check it out. Yeah, it's great. The only complaint I have, and this mm-hmm. is a complaint about all football, but the yeah. only but re- no, Eli's re- <laughs> <laughs> the first game, like the um Eli the fire detector went off at Eli's house. And so you hear Payne go, e- Eli, what the hell are you burned down over there? And it's 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 a real it's like it's like if me and Daniel were watching TV, and you guys got to see that. Like just having two brothers react, like that sibling like relationship is always great when it's on display. Mm-hmm. So having them two has been great. But like I said, my only complaint is I wish when they're talking, no, nah, no. Nah, well, I want to say this instead of the regular broadcast, you know, the one we get from the sideline. I wish they would give them the all 22 broadcast, which is from behind the quarterback. It's basically the Madden view, where it's behind the quarterback. Because, can you like, I would just love to hear. Peyton and Eli talking about like what they see as quarterbacks on the line, like, w- like switching to protection, moving around. And like during the plays, we'd be able to see, okay, what the quarterback sees and what how the offensive line breaks down. And like it'd be easy to tell, oh, the quarterback threw, you know, he threw the wrong route or he threw behind his receiver, things like that. Right. Man. Like, that's my only thing. Like, if you're going to completely change it, let's change the angle as well. Mm-hmm. Be- yeah,
0: make it make it different. I mean, make it different from the, the whole broadcast.
1: Like, it's so the good. Other it's so good. I don't even know who the announcers on Monday fo- Monday Night Football are. I have <laughs> no idea.
0: Well, you know, uh, man, I'm going to give it a five. Five? Because I think it's something that, if it, if it keeps running this way, if the, you know, if it's this popular, it's definitely going to be something they're going to look at. I mean, look how many times they've changed announcers since coming to ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, before it was, it, you could always rely on John Madden and uh, uh, not John Madden on Monday nights. Uh,
1: gosh, it, it was, was John Monday Madden. Pat No, he was tomorrow. on Fox.
0: They were Fox. Oh, was all... Monday Night Football. Al Michaels. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, Al Michaels. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean that it was it was consistent. It was, uh, you know, wasn't cringeworthy, and it was something that they'd established for you know many years. Um. But nowadays, it's they're always thinking about how they can improve. You know how to keep you know keep people interested um because there's just so much more to watch on any given night that mm-hmm. you know if, if the the regular old three-man booth isn't cutting it maybe we got to look to you know two 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 brothers
1: it's the only thing make making that possible is if Eli or Peyton want to do something else mm-hmm. but they're so entertaining and when you watch them, it's so obvious who the big brother is. <laughs> Sometimes pain will just take over and be talking. Eli is like, "Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's> like so <laughs> like it doesn't matter how old you get." That big brother, little brother thing. There. Um. Well, yeah, five. Okay, I'll take that. I need you to watch. Um, watch it this Monday. I will. And maybe I changed mine. Of course, if uh, raw continues being as good as been, you may not watch.
0: That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um,
1: all right. Moving on to the third and final, um, topic of overreaction theater. So I don't remember if we talked about this on air or not, mm-hmm. but we we talked about the uh, the Washington professional football team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They've um, finally come down with some finalists for their oh. um, for their name. Yep. Yeah. So I'm gonna give you the names, the eight candidates, and then I'll give you my overreaction afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. So I also want to point out that these are the eight candidates. Out of this eight, they have chosen three finalists that they oh have. They haven't. Yeah, they have it disclosed uh, to the public. Okay. All right. So here are the eight candidates. We'll go one by one so you give me your reaction. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Washington Armada. Okay. The Washington Brigade. Okay. The Washington Commanders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The Washington Defenders. Mm hmm. The Washington Presidents. Okay. The Washington Red Hogs. Okay. The Washington Red Wolves. Okay. And last uh, contender, it's just what it is right now, the Washington football team.
0: (laughs) Man, honestly, I would kind of of already use the Washington football team. but
1: Go ahead. And that leads to my uh, more reaction. The Washington football team should just keep the Washington football (laughs) team (laughs) name. Those names are trash. Given
0: the choices, given those choices, I'm 10 all the way with you. Um, Look, they're trying to erase, you know, the... they're, They're trying to you know make up for
1: the years and years of racism
0: was portrayed that sism right but the first three names are colonial they're like colonial type names that basically were the ones that that took over
1: (laughs) you know the first one that i kicked out of the paint immediately was president's well, oh, that's just a
0: terrible name.
1: You can't have people, ah, oh, keeps keep the politics out of my sports. You can't have the presidents because then it's going to evoke the images of whoever the hell's the president at that time. Right. And so you're gonna you're just going to annoy everybody. So that one's out. And I the other one that I kicked out was the Washington Defenders. Mm-hmm. And the reason is I heard that and I was like, that sounds like an XFL team name. hmm Lo and behold, there is a DC defenders team. Oh my god. In the XFL.
0: <laughs> and if they go with the Armada, then Nissan is gonna start sponsoring the the stadium. They're gonna be tied in with uh, the they're car. Getting, they're
1: getting that good FedEx money. They ain't gonna worry about that. But yeah, so pres is out, defenders out, and then you have three names, Armada, Brigade, and Commanders that invoke the military terms. Right.
0: You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, those are the types of people that would have ousted the Native Americans back then yeah. <laughs> that took over. And you're trying to, you know, say, like, oh, you know, you're trying to make up for that. <laughs> and you're going to go with those three names? Like, come on. Yeah,
1: they're, they're we're just like, going in a circle now. We love the military. Ron Rivera is a big military man. That's where we're going with in and- and then other names, Red Hogs. Like I know what they're trying to invoke the um the hogs and the hogheads of the what's that? The sixties, seventies around that area of the Washington football team.
0: Mm.
1: I like. I understand the thinking behind it, but it's just it's a bad name. And then Red Wolves. Yeah, that I think that won the fan vote. Let me. What? Oh. Like, where's my phone? It's sitting on my um laptop. Check.
0: If you go with Red Wolves, then you're going to have fans that are going to create signs, mm-hmm. you know, with, with a Red Wolf that, uh, with the, uh, the profile of a Red Wolf, which is the same exact logo that they had just two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, like the name that i liked, and i think the majority of people well at least the ones that follow me like was red tails because Mm -hmm. it invokes the, the, the the tuskegee airmen and you know if we're going to we're going to write a um a racist name, let's give it a name that invokes the best in African Americans. But I really think the reason they can't, they didn't use that name and it didn't come up is because someone is sitting on the, um, the not the um, trademark? Yeah, the trademark or the um, URL for it. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah, just stay the Washington. Pro- like I would just go, just call them the Washington professional football team.
0: Oh, the Washington yeah. Professionals.
1: Yeah. Just be the teamies and just leave it there. Because the names, like whatever name you pick. And I guarantee you, I would bet anything that the three finalists they picked are the Armada, the the Brigade, and the Commanders. I guarantee those are the three finalists.
0: Because well, those are the toughest one, the mm-hmm. toughest sounding names. That, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, man, that's. That's but that's why you have lions and bears and eagles and why Cardinals have historically historically never been a good you know a, a dynamic you know football team mm-hmm. until now though that that could change.
1: Yes. But
0: you want something tough sounding.
1: You want to be just win. You'll uh, be tough then. Um, so you said 10. Just yeah, (laughs) all right. I got a 10, a five, and a 10. We're overacting, baby. Um, okay, so finishing up the podcast, we're each going to pick a game that we're interested in this week. Um, That's not the Texans, yeah. The only rule is it can't be the Texans game, and Mm -hmm. I will let you go first. Pick your team, man. Uh, pick your game, man.
0: Let's see. Um Mm -hmm. Cowboys and Eagles. I mean, that's, that's a built-in rivalry there. Division rivals. Monday Night Football, usually always a good game. Um, Dak versus Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. A lot of interest all around there. I think that's, that's the one to watch. And then, you know, the incentive of watching the, the second feed on ESPN2.
1: Yes, yes. Girl, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say how much I believed in Dallas going into the season. I really like Dak, man. Also, I don't think anyone else in that division is worth a damn. (laughs) Like, if their defense was just 10% better. Mm -hmm. So you're picking the Monday night game. So I will go with. Oh, okay. I'll go with the Los Angeles Chargers against the San... Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yes. Uh, uh, division rivals. Kansas City is coming off that tough loss. So Baltimore, uh, Los Angeles. They lost last week, didn't they? Yeah. I believe so. Let me check real quick because the team is escaping me. Uh yeah oh they lost Dallas last week yeah twenty to yeah. seventeen okay yeah two teams um two high powered offenses coming together um I really like this is gonna be a big test for the Chargers and you know I for some dumb reason I picked them as my Super Bowl team so I need them to step it up and prove they can beat the the Chiefs yeah. All right. Those are our two games of the week. Ah, Good time. So that's it for our football podcast. Hmm. There will be no podcast on Monday. And why is there no podcast on Monday, Anthony?
0: Why is there no podcast on Monday?
1: Because we're giving you time to prepare your DJ list, so you can drop your ones and twos.
0: Oh, that's right. We would record over the weekend. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Quick plug: I'm spinning records Saturday night, eight to eleven at Red Dwarf in Midtown, ten eleven McGowan Street. Rica, Rick Rica. Rica.
1: Yeah, but I won't
0: be up so late that I will miss football games the next day. I'll be sure to catch some some mm-hmm. some of the games
1: yes yes so we will be back next thursday talking about week three and um that's it we're done for, ton- for tonight uh thank you guys for listening we appreciate everybody anthony as always it's a pleasure talking to you my friend likewise always a good one all right let me get out of here these animals are still eyeing my <laughs> <chat> fil <for late. laughs> A. Right. enjoy it Thanks man. For Anthony, I'll de Quincy. Later babies.